I hope you're doing well today. I'm glad that you're here. And I'm excited about what we're going to do together today. You know, I hope that when you typically gather here, like today, more times than not, you receive something. Hopefully, you receive some, some teaching, you receive some encouragement, hopefully you receive a blessing, something for you. But today, I am asking something from you, because I'm asking that today we could join together and pray, to pray. Prayer is how we fight. It's how we fight against an enemy who wants to destroy us. It's how we fight for a mission that spreads the good news of Jesus, of eternal life. We live in a world that's broken, the effects of sin. We feel it all the time, tragedies, sickness, besides just the selfishness that we all wrestle with and experience on a day-to-day basis. I'm saying to you, as a shepherd of this body, right now, in this season of Heart of Life, there are just lots and lots and lots of personal brokenness that people are wrestling with. Lots and lots of hurts right now. And so today, as the family, we need to pray. We need to pray for each other. So we're kind of calling a a time out, even from the series that that we're in. And today, I want to use Matthew chapter 6. Many of you know that as the Lord's Prayer. Um, My opinion, it really should be called the Disciples' Prayer, because Jesus is saying, if you're a disciple, if you follow me, this is how you pray. It's kind of a model for what we pray. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to use it as a model. And a couple of times during our time together, we're just going to we're just going to pray. That's what we're going to do. My goal today is not so much to give you a sermon as it is to call you together to pray. I believe the Lord's Prayer is not something that Jesus intended for us just to kind of repeat. You know, I don't, I don't think the Lord's Prayer was about some magical words that will get us where we want to be. I really believe it's a model. Let me show you what I mean. Verse 9, Matthew chapter 6. This then is how you should pray. Our Father... In heaven, hallowed be your name. When Jesus says pray here, it's actually a a continuous action. He's saying, "I, I want your life to be a continuous prayer. You're seeking God's face. You're aligned with him. And he says, when you pray, praise God our Father. That's what you do. When you pray, praise him. We just sang a song about God being our Father. In other words, when we approach him, we're not cringing in fear. When we approach him, we're not trying to manipulate him to get him to do what we want him to do. We are approaching him as a perfect dad who loves us. That's what we just sang. Well, that's also how we pray. Hallowed means holy. It means set apart. It means there's nobody else like him. His greatness is unlike any other. 
And when it mentions his name, it's just talking about all the attributes of who God is and how he shows us who he is. We don't praise God because God needs us to praise him to get him through the day. We praise God because he is worthy of all praise. And we praise God because you and I need to be reminded how great he really is. And so that's where Jesus starts. He says, prayer is about a relationship with the Father. This is about more than what I ask for. This is I need him. Look at verse 10. Your kingdom come. Like, what does that mean? Well, a kingdom is where a king rules. And so we're praying that, that when the Bible talks about God's kingdom, it's speaking of God's rule in the hearts of people through a relationship with Jesus, where he rules. So Jesus says, Pray for God's rule in the lives of those who do not yet believe in Jesus. So when we pray, he says we praise the Father. And then he says when we pray, we pray for people to come to know who Jesus is. 2 Corinthians tells us that there's an enemy who blinds people's eyes, hearts, to the truth of who Jesus is. But 2 Peter tells us that our God, he's not wanting any to perish but he wants everybody to turn to him. That's why he hadn't come back yet. He says that's why Jesus hasn't come back yet. It's because his love, he wants people to come to him. Who do you know that doesn't know Jesus? And what Jesus is saying is, do you pray for them? Do you pray that they will? Verse, let's keep going, verse 10. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so not only are we praying for God to rule in people's hearts, those who don't know him, but we're also praying for believers to be about God's will in the world. How do we know God's will? His word. And God's spirit speaks consistent with his word. The question is, does my life on a daily basis reflect the will of God? Some of us here today are wanting God's will for a circumstance that you're in. Some of us here today are running from God's will in a circumstance that you're in. That's why today we need to pray. God, we want to know what your heart is. Verse 11, give us today our daily bread. Now we like that one, right? Because it's got to give us in it, right? We're good at, we're good at this one. It's like, what, what is it that, that I really want God to give me? But the context of praying this is knowing that I got a good, good father. I got a father who's always after my good. So whatever I'm asking for, I want to ask it in the context of God, you know what's best for me. So if I ask for this and you say yes, that's good. But if I ask for it and you say no, I can trust that's good. If I ask for this and you tell me to wait, that's good. Because it's more than about what I think I need. It's about my father who knows what I need. All right? That's enough for now. We should pray. That's, what, that's really what I want us to do today. Um, I know that in the room, there is a wide range of experience when it comes to prayer. 
Some of y'all have been praying before you even knew what the heck you were doing, right? Because your mama's taught you how to pray when you, as soon as you could speak. It's like you were praying prayers, and it was only later that it kind of dawned on you what in the world you were, you were actually doing. You, you've been taught to pray your whole life. Some of you, this is brand new. Like, you, you just recently are, are introduced to, to, to who God is and who Jesus is, and so praying is new. Let me tell you something. God is not impressed with experience. He is impressed with the heart. And so I don't care how smooth you are when you pray. He looks at the genuineness of a heart that calls out to him. Let me promise you, nobody's going to be put on the spot today. Okay? I promise you. Nobody's going to call on you to pray, so don't, don't, like, as soon as we start praying in a minute, don't run out the door because you're like, oh, my goodness, right? Somebody's going to call on me to do something. I, nope, nobody's going to call on you to pray. Nobody's going to put you on the spot today. Nobody's going to force you to do anything. But how cool is it that you and I can go face-to-face with a good, good father? For this first time together, we're going to put some things on the screen just to kind of help you pray as we get started. Really, for some of you, this is brand new. That's cool. And so the way it's going to work is you'll see something on the screen like praise your father. And just right where you are seated, from your heart to him, I want you to take the next 60 seconds and just praise him for everything you can think great about him. Whatever you know about God's goodness, you thank him during, during that 60 seconds. And after about 60 seconds, it's going to switch. Something else is going to come up in consistence with what we just read from, from Jesus' prayer. And whatever it says, then you take the next 60 seconds and you go after that. Some of it you're going to be praying for yourself. Some of it you're going to be praying for others. During today... When we're praying and when we're singing, there's also going to be some folks around the edge of the room. And that's because I know that sometimes it's just, man, if we could just have somebody pray for us. And so you'll, you'll notice them around the room. Most of them will even have a tag on, so you'll be able to identify. You're not going to walk up there and wonder who am I supposed to talk to. You'll see them. They'll be wearing a lanyard. And I'm saying that when we're praying, anytime we're praying today, when we're singing today, they're going to be there, and you feel the freedom. We purposefully do it as a church that we usually don't put anybody up here in the front because we don't, we, it, this is not about a show. This is not about parading people in front of any. They'll usually be around the sides and the back. Feel free. You can go to the back, whatever, wherever you're at. I'm asking you to pray. Because I believe with all my heart, the one to which we are talking to today can do more than we ask or imagine. And all that you want to see healed in people's lives, all that you want to see come about, he loves even more perfect than you. God, thank you for this privilege. 
I'm asking you to grasp our heart's attention, our heart's affection. God, in these moments, may you truly zero us in on you. God, help us to hear you. God, give us those words that, we, that you desire for us to speak before you. And God, may this just be, God, both a time that is sweet, but also a time that is fierce. Because your church is going to battle for one another. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Jesus said, those forgiven, forgive. And it's like he cranks it up a notch suddenly in this prayer. And he calls us to pray toward personal Repentance, it means to turn to him. He calls us to pray for confession, that we would confess our sins to him and know forgiveness, that he calls us to pray toward healing of broken relationships. Now, come on, we know this. Left to ourselves, we can be so selfish, can't we? And that's why... Much of the pain that we experience in our lives really is connected to unforgiveness. Hurts that have happened, and the struggle continues without forgiveness. But when you know you are loved, perfectly loved, then you forgive. I'm reminding you today that unforgiveness, you understand it only hurts you. Whoever it is you hold that against, you're you're not hurting them. Uh, Unforgiveness, it's what hurts you. Jesus says, pray. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And then verse 13, he says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This is one of those places where the word temptation in this particular verse is bigger than what we normally just think of. Because when we think of temptation, we think of when the enemy is enticing us to do something wrong. And that is part of what this word can mean. But the word is bigger than that. And not only does it mean when the enemy tries to get us to do something wrong, the word can also mean a trial. Just something difficult that you're having to go through. And the point of this verse, I believe, is saying, God, whatever the circumstance, if I'm being enticed by the enemy to do the opposite of what you want me to do, God, if I'm walking through a trial that is really difficult, help me not to sin. In any of those circumstances, help me not to sin. Some of you right now, are in the middle of an enticement of an enemy calling you to do something that you know God says don't do. You should pray. Some of you are in the middle of a trial, a crazy circumstance in your life that feels so big. You're having to walk through the middle of this thing that you never dreamed you would have to walk through. You need to pray. And so, let's pray. I want to encourage you this time 
to feel the freedom to move where you need to move. If you want to kneel, get where you can kneel. If you want to find an open spot somewhere, find a spot. Maybe there's something on your heart and there's somebody else in this room that you know them well enough that you know you're not putting them on a spot, but you could ask them to pray for you. Do it. Go ask them. If you feel led to pray for somebody else, be careful with that deal. If you ask them, hey, can I pray for you, and they don't really want you to, don't. Go back to your seat and pray to yourself, right? I'm saying as we do this together, don't do anything that draws attention to yourself. But let this be a moment where people's hearts really can continue to be before God. Don't visit with people, please. I mean, we're about to open this up to where people can just pray for a few minutes, you know, just among ourselves. Don't, don't visit with people. You can visit with people later. Visit with God. If you want to pray together, that's fantastic. If, if you've prayed everything you know to pray, then pray for the people who are still praying because they obviously got big stuff on their heart, all right? But let this be some moments where we just really can pray. I, I want to just give you a few words that will be key words for you. Because you may dig into one thing and then you're trying to remember what are we praying for and just a word to kind of bring you back, all right? So let's, for example, let's use the word sin. I, I want to encourage you to start by just opening your heart to God and confessing, right, sin to him. Open, he knows it. He knows it. And so bring it before him, a good father who desires to see healing happen in your heart. And then once you've done that for your own heart, then you know people who are struggling with sin. You do. I mean, it, it may be lust, it may be greed, it may be substance abuse, whatever it may be. You know people who, that you care about. Do battle for them in this moment. Let this be a moment that we can fight for each other. Sin. The second word I would give you is the word relationships. Pray about relationships. Do you have personally a broken relationship in your household? And if you do, what do you need to do to confess any wrong that you may have brought to that and see it healed? See it healed. If you can't do anything else, then you're praying that God would heal. You're praying he'll heal that. And then, is there any broken relationship between you and the family of God? Somebody that there's something that's taken place and it's just time. It's time. Do, do what you need to do to make those relationships right. If our father is as good as we say he is, do we really think he's going to let brothers and sisters fight it out for the rest of their lives? No. Do what you need to do to make that right. The third word I would use is sickness. Some of you may be dealing with sickness today. Um, James tells us that if any of us is sick, it says, let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And it's like, well, that sounds kind of weird. Well, it is kind of weird, but it's also kind of supernatural. 
Now, we're going to do that today. That's going to be available. So during this time that we're praying together, you can move at any moment. Um, that's going to be just available right over here. If you see where the cross is, that's where um, um, campus pastor is going to be. So I head that direction. Here's, here's what you need to know. The oil is not magical. Because we believe that the oil is not what heals you. Jesus does. But the oil in Scripture really is symbolic, I believe, of the Spirit of God who he holds the power to heal. And so it's really simple in the terms of I'm I'm calling out to God and saying, here's my sickness and I'm asking God to heal me. And what we're going to pray for is that either God will heal you or if he chooses not to, that you will be able to trust him in the trial. If you need that then at any point, you can head that direction. The fourth word would be the word mission. Mission. Look, I have no doubt in my mind that the intensity of the spiritual battle that we sometimes face as a church is connected to the impact of ministry that happens in this body. What's going on with our students right now being on mission, do you really think that an enemy wants to sit by quietly and let that happen? With what's going on with our missionaries overseas in Taiwan and Togo, do you really think that an enemy is just going to sit by and let that happen? When I think about the ministries that exist in the Heart of Life Church that step into the dark places, whether it's praying for an uplift ministry, Kathy, if you think, pray for her today. And that whole ministry, pray for Rocked World, pray for Robin, Pr- pray for the, you know, community, Ray Peck Community Alliance and somebody like Gretchen who takes that kind of step. Pray for Real 127, the Skinners who, who step into that world to lead. Restoration House. I mean, come on, if all we had was Restoration House, you should be buckled in expecting that an enemy is going to try to do everything he can to wipe that out. Because all of those that I just mentioned are stepping into an enemy's victory circle. And all of those are ministries that Heart of Life is connected to where we want to see the gates of hell crashed. It means we ask for boldness. It means we ask for resources. And you know what? Right now, we're struggling in that area. I mean... Um, When it comes to generosity for us as a church, it's certainly not something that God has overtaken our heart with yet. Thank goodness there are people who are that help to keep that, but if we all were able to go there together, I'm telling you, you can't imagine how far we would be able to reach. So I think we got the four words. Can we see the four words? Sin, relationships, sickness, mission. So as you're praying, you don't have to go in that order. You don't have to pray for them all. I'm just putting four words up there that can help you kind of go back there as you need to. Let's just take some moments. And let's go to battle, people. There are people who are hurting like crazy. Marriages that need to be healed. Sickness that people need peace through. All kinds of struggle. And today, we get to fight. Let's fight. Let the church 
pray. Let's pray. Jesus ends the prayer like this. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. In other words, he says, pray for the Father's greatness to be seen as he answers these prayers in his power. I want to thank you for being willing to pray today. Thank you for being willing to go there for one another. I don't want you to stop. Obviously, in this moment, there are going to be folks hanging around for a little bit. If you need prayer, please, even as people leave, they're still available. We would be honored to pray with you today. You know, there's just sometimes I get tired of watching um, watching an enemy seemingly do what he wills. And I thank you for these moments where the church will plant both feet and lift our head heavenward and declare that greater is the one who lives within us than the one who is in this world. God, we pray that your greatness would be seen. And out of all that has been lifted to you today, God, marriage is healed, families, relationships restored, God, sickness that could be healed, peace that could be given. God, we pray today that in it all, this world would know how great you are and how our Heavenly Father loves. Let's stand, and we're going to sing one more song together as we close.